Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. This episode is the next one in the series that I've been doing on various supplements and nutraceuticals and mental health. And today we're going to talk about folate, which has been studied in treating depression. The reason I chose this particular topic is because within the course of about a week, I was actually asked both by a colleague as well as patients regarding this particular question. So let me see if I can answer it for you. Let's begin at the beginning. What is folate? Folate is a B vitamin that's very much needed for the synthesis of various neurotransmitters in the brain. Those would be things like serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. And it goes through a number of different processes, a number of different reactions to get from the precursor, which is folic acid, all the way to the type of folate that can be used actively by the brain and can cross into the brain. There's three common forms of folate. There's the folic acid, the one that needs multiple reactions to convert it to methylfolate. Then there's methylfolate, which is the active form that's used in the brain for the neurotransmitter synthesis. And that's sometimes called 5-methyltetrahydrofolate, 5-MTHF. It's also called methylfolate or L-methylfolate. And then there's folinic acid. Of the three forms, some can be more or less available in the body depending on genetic differences. For example, there's an enzyme called MTHFR that helps with the conversion of the precursor type of folate to 5-MTHF, to methylfolate. And there's a number of people who have a genetic difference where they're not able to as effectively convert. Folic acid supplementation has been studied in depression. And there's a number of different reviews over the years that have found that it can actually reduce symptoms of depression. Sometimes it can reduce residual symptoms. So once the depression has been partially treated, it it can help treat additional ongoing symptoms. It has also been studied as an addition to ongoing treatment or as a freestanding treatment for depression, particularly in those with low folate levels and has been seen to help improve cognitive function in a number of patients. It has also been looked at to help reduce symptoms of depression in those who are partially responsive or sometimes completely non-responsive to some of our antidepressant medications, specifically the SSRIs. Those would be medications like sertraline, Zoloft, or fluoxetine, Prozac. Now, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg question because some data suggests that those with depression have lower folate levels. But is that due to poor nutrition? Because for a number of patients with depression, one of the core cardinal symptoms of depression is a change in appetite and less motivation to take care of oneself. So is it due to poor nutrition or is the low folate itself a risk factor for developing depression? There's a number of different conditions that can actually impact the absorption of folate. For example, those who are drinking alcohol excessively, those who are pregnant, which is why there's often folic acid in prenatal vitamins, those individuals on certain types of medications, 
And then those with genetic factors. And I mentioned the genetic factors earlier in this podcast. That's those individuals who have a mutation in the enzyme MTHFR. And those who have a mutation in one of the two um, alleles that code for that particular enzyme have a reduction in that particular enzyme by about 25 to 35%, while those who have a complete mutation in both of the alleles have a reduction anywhere from 65 to 70% of the function of that particular enzyme. There's been a number of different studies that have looked at this question of whether folate and folic acid um, or methylfolate help with symptoms of depression. There was a great article that was published by two doctors out of Massachusetts General Hospital, which is where I trained, Drs. Fava and Mushlan, and they suggested that there is some data noting that depressed patients improve when given the folate, whether that's the methylfolate, whether that's individuals who have certain predispositions, whether that's in addition to an antidepressant or freestanding. So the data, while somewhat limited, did suggest a potential benefit to the folate and the folic acid. And one of the key other factors in all of this that they noted and that other reviewers have noted since is that there's not a lot of negative side effects to taking this particular supplement. So not a lot of downside, and there is a potential benefit. There's a similar type of review in 2021 that specifically looked at folate and L-methylfolate in those individuals who have that genetic predisposition. In addition to review articles, there's a number of randomized controlled trials. There was a great one in the American Journal of Psychiatry in 2012 that suggested that L-methylfolate with high doses of 15 milligrams improved symptoms of depression. Now, this was a pretty small study, about 70 patients, and it found that lower doses were not effective. It did find that it was very well tolerated. And L-methylfolate is the one that a lot of us think about when we're talking about supplementing an antidepressant or helping to treat depression, because like I said, the L-methylfolate is further down in that cascade of reactions that needs to take place to allow the folate to be able to cross into the brain and help with neurotransmitter synthesis. There are a couple of options for the L-methylfolate. There is a prescription option, which is called Deplin. And then there's some non-prescription options as well. And there's a lot of debate among clinicians about which option tends to be best for which patients. Like I said, that particular review also found that it was pretty well tolerated. And that's something to also keep in mind. Now, interestingly enough, I have noticed and other clinicians have noticed that there are some side effects to higher doses of L-methylfolate. And the main issues are changes in sleep, an uptick in anxiety, or some GI symptoms. Now, in the last couple of minutes of this particular episode, I want to talk about a couple of special populations. The first is that there was a really interesting study in 2015 by Shelton and others who noticed that it was those with a higher BMI, those who have a BMI above 30, and those with certain inflammatory markers that actually had a better response to L-methylfolate. So that's something to keep in mind if you meet that particular criteria, that it's something that could actually work better for you than it does for some others. There was also an interesting study in 2019 of pregnant women. And in 2019, Dr. Marlene Freeman out of Mass General Hospital studied a prescription prenatal supplement called Embrace HR, which contained methylfolate 
in a group of women who had a history of depression and who were planning pregnancy or who were actually pregnant. And they observed that women with no active depression who had that history experienced a lower rate of depressive relapse, recurrence of symptoms, and those with active depression reported improvements in their symptoms in the depression rating scales that they used. So if you're in that particular category, this is again something to consider, whether L-methylfolate might be something that's useful to help manage your symptoms. Finally, some of you may be more interested in thinking about the food sources of folate rather than taking a supplement. And there's a number of different dietary sources for finding folate. Those would include things like leafy greens, beef liver, legumes, fruit, and actually certain cereals have additional fortification with folate. Think about whether or not you might be in one of those categories of special populations, individuals with depression, perhaps with low folate levels, if you're someone who has a higher BMI or is a pregnant patient with a history of depression, you may be someone who would benefit from taking a folate supplement, whether that's in the active L-methylfolate form or a different form of folate to help reduce symptoms of depression and to help you feel better. Think about whether or not it's something that you might want to consider discussing with your doctor or whoever is helping you manage your mental health. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.